Hello, welcome to Women Developing Brilliance. I'm Casey Rossi, your transformative business coach. It's my great pleasure to present interesting stories of creative women sharing their message and lighting up the world with their presence and offerings. Get ready to be inspired. You can learn more about creating a business that you love by visiting kcrossi.com. Enjoy. My next guest is Krista Beck, the Love Radar. She is a dating expert who teaches single people who are seeking a healthy and long-term relationship how to attract quality dating partners, increase their confidence, and take the actions necessary to have the love they deeply desire. She is regarded by her clients as a romantic healer due to her holistic and conscious approach to finding a meaningful relationship in an era of hookup culture and online dating. Hello, Soul Sister. Hello. Hello, Casey. I'm so happy to see you. I can't wait to dive in. It feels like we have known each other for lifetimes. And yeah, it's just awesome. I can't wait. So before we get too deep, I would love it if you could share with our guests what brought you into the love and relationship world. What brought me in? Well, I mean, I've always been passionate relationships, spirituality, you know, cosmic love. I've been always curious about that ever since I was a little girl. But in terms of like the relationship, dating and love industry, um, I've been in it um, almost 10 years now in January, it'd be 10 years. And it's really been an evolution. I mean, I can tell you about the whole evolution if you'd like, but it all started with a website. It all started with me living in Thailand and wanting to be busy doing something. And then it just grew from there. Wow, that's amazing. I didn't know you spent time in Thailand. How long were you there? Um, about eight, nine months. Wow. Was yeah. that kind of a turning point in your life where you were starting to kind of chisel down and form a career path? Yeah, I mean, uh, before I went to Thailand, I'd read um, Timothy Ferris's book, Four Hour Workweek. Did you ever read that one? Oh, yeah. Awesome. Awesome classic. Okay, so when he read it, he said, oh, start an online business and move to Thailand. So I'm like, okay, so I moved to Thailand. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. That, you know, it just, you know, went to Thailand. I'm going to go live in Thailand, like Timothy Ferris said. And then, and then from there, I was there for a month, took it all in, and then I'm like, okay, what, 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 what is my thing? What am I going to be doing? Did research to see what was already in the space on the internet and where could I create space on the internet? And then from there I grew and I just wrote articles and gave advice on romance, dating, love, my own inner experience. And then it grew to like 90,000 visitors a month, you know, in less than two years. Amazing. That is so cool. I'm curious, when you said you kind of like researched who your niche mates were going to be, was there a part of you that felt like, oh my gosh, you know, the, this space is saturated or was it something else? Were you kind of like, no, I've got it. I've got something new to offer. Um, you know, the niche was definitely saturated, but I, <laughs> it's funny, I actually approached it from a more strategic 
standpoint in terms of really doing a lot of research with SEO. Mm -hmm. And I looked at all the keywords that were being typed in. I, I looked at, you know, what people were searching for, what people were wanting advice for. And it's really interesting. The underserved keyword, which is really interesting, was the word boyfriend. Wow. Yeah. And so I created my whole website around the keyword boyfriends. Um, advice for your boyfriend, advice with your boyfriend, love your, I mean, the website at the time was called love, love your boyfriend. So very, very strategic keywords. And then from there, strategically creating my content in a way that really, that really utilized those keywords in a way that not only gave them information and advice and love, but also placed myself in a way that I was showing up in the search engines. Again, this was 10 years ago. So, so it wasn't as saturated as it is now. Um, but back then it was a really fun game to play. I related my left brain, right brain. Uh, I could geek out on all the keywords. And so I, I enjoyed it. That is so cool. That's such a good tip. Do you think in the, in the same kind of vein that narrowing your niche right in the beginning until you kind of establish foundation and roots and then maybe go a little bit broader? Um, so are you asking like, is it good in the beginning when you're starting to your business to go really narrow? Yes. Really good to pick a narrow niche and just to try that out. And if you're going to be doing marketing and all this stuff, it really helps it to be just strategic. But I've been in evolution. Like I have always been just trying on different things. I've always stayed you know, I'm not doing health and wellness, you know, I'm not doing business, I'm doing love and relationships and dating. And like now I'm just focusing just on single people with my marketing and helping them to find and help them navigate through dating. But to answer your question, I don't know, that's a really big question, Casey, because there's a fine dance between picking the niche that you're passionate about, which I was, but then you're always growing and you really want to be authentic with what you're really offering. Absolutely. You know, if it's manipulate, if it's your manip if you're manipulating yourself to kind of go into this one little niche because you feel like you have to inauthentic, but if it's a natural blossoming, yeah, absolutely. In there, I think there's, there's, I think it just, the real power is being authentic. Does 100%. that answer your question? Yeah, definitely. 100%. I know that you have a lot of media attention. And so that was part of why I was thinking about that question where if 10 years ago you went broad and your site kind of had that more open call to who you're marketing towards now, would you still have gained the traction? It's just kind of an interesting thought teaser because I know you've been on Fox, you have a TED Talk coming up. So now you've got like these super cool media things coming in. So yeah, that's, that's kind of where I was going. Can you give us a little sneak peek about your TEDx talk, or is that like super secret until you're on stage? Yeah, well, we're not supposed to talk about the title or any really specific details, but I am going to be talking about, say, it's a huge cultural paradigm that I'm going to be giving a big, huge smackdown to. Yay! And <laughs> and really like busting the myth like people really believe this one story and especially single people and it really impacts 
um, how they show up on the dating scene, it impacts what's going on in their mind, it impacts their satisfaction, and it really just actually makes them stop taking action in their love life. So I can't go into too much detail just because I said that's perfect. But no, that, that's but, perfect. That's definitely enough to wet our whistles. I'm so excited <laughs> to tune in. I can't wait. And I know, I can't. Yeah, it's so cool. Do you have like inner game tactics that you do to prepare for such a amazing event coming up? inner game. I think my inner game right now is really just being in tune with myself, really taking on being in tune with my body, the sensations in my body, really being in tune with what's going on, what's going on with my heart, what are my thoughts. I spend a lot of time in meditation. Um, I spend time walking and exercising, but really tuning in. Like even this morning when I went for a walk, I felt like a little, little, like a little agitation in my system. I felt like like I was irritated and I couldn't quite put my finger on it. But maybe in the past, it would have been like, okay, whatever. I'm just going to keep thinking about things. And I just tuned in with it. And I'm like, okay, well, what's going on, irritation? Like, what's this? What's this all about? And instead of turning away from the sensations in my body or turning away from feelings, I really train myself and I'm still training myself to just really treat my feelings and the sensations in my body as if they were my own children. That's really powerful. Yeah, because I find like when I resist them, they increase. They really just, it's just like a little child pulling on my little skirt going, mommy, mommy, mommy. I'm going, no. Am I going to go, no? Or am I going to go, hey, babe, what's going on? Yeah. I want to be the hey, babe, long kind of mom. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That is so powerful. I know that our paths crossed um, over two decades ago um, through mutual spiritual uh, desires. Yeah. And yeah, so I'm wondering, being a longtime meditator, how do you yeah. think it changes how you show up as a love and relationship expert? Ooh, I don't, how does it change how I show up? I think, I think the power of meditation and, and I'd love to hear your, your perspective on it too, but I think what it provides me about meditation, all I'm doing is I'm just sitting for meditation. I don't, whether I meditate or not, <laughs> depends on whether my mind's agreeable that day. But I feel like what it provides me is this beautiful presence like when I sit still, like love is there, love is there within me. And I think that what, what that provides for myself and my clients is that loving presence that gets, I get to be for my clients and I get to be really present with them and just be in that still space judgments just from a space of love and people really bloom in that kind of atmosphere. I know I do when I'm around really loving present people. Oh, it is. It's like nectar. It is. It is the best. I remember um, visiting a friend of mine in LA and we went for lunch and we just had such a deep connection that like I couldn't even eat the lunch. I was like, I'm so filled up with just being with you that I don't want to disturb the chi. Like I just need to soak in being across from you. Like it's powerful. 
Yes, it really is. And that's why I loved being able to speak with you again. You know, we haven't spoken a really long time and I'm just so glad we reconnected. And I hope we get to stay like interconnected and to support each other in our journeys, you know, spiritually, but also professionally. I, I love having uh, spiritual minded women that are part of my community that we just like lift each other up and we're there for each other. And we just, you know, being an entrepreneur, it's a it's not like you can just go to a job, check in, check out. It's it's there. You're all. It is. It's something. So I'm really glad we're connected again. Me too. I I really enjoyed it. It was it was such a treat. In fact, I was speaking to share our mutual friend after, and I was just like, it, there is something. There is something when people tread on a spiritual path that is very different. And you're cut from the same cloth and you go about life in a very different way. And when you can connect with those people, you know, it just feels so nourishing. And um, yeah, I was super charged up and we'll definitely keep the connection going for sure. I can't wait. I have a couple of questions. I I got the KC shot. I was like, KC shot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that's awesome. One of the things that I love that I really reflected on after, I was like, I love Krista's laugh. (laughs) we had such a fun conversation but like I could hear your laugh like reverberating (laughs) oh that's amazing I love that (laughs) it was really fun it was very infectious and I was like she knows how to celebrate she knows how to celebrate life because when you're tapped in there's a difference of meditation stillness and enjoying the physical world enjoying how you show up and being tapped into your passion and being able to giggle, you know, like how many people that are like in their 40s or beyond actually giggle anymore, you know? (laughs) I mean, I'm really blessed because I had a great father who taught me a lot of things and really, he really um, pretty much initiated me into just thinking about things that he would always say growing up is life is the gymnasium for the soul. And he would always be saying that he has these certain things, you know, dad say there are certain things and that was his and that was how he took on life. And that's what I got exposed to, to really see that my soul is here to explore and have fun and to bounce around like a bouncy, like a bouncy house and just like really play and to not take it so seriously. My dad's a successful professional for sure, but he definitely knew how to play and have fun. And I'm really fortunate that he was to really live that kind of life of that it is the gymnasium for the soul let's play and have some fun I love it what a cool dad what an awesome upbringing to just kind of be saturated in that paradigm I think it's really really cool and um conversely like I have a professional dad too he's been a financial advisor for 51 years and so I got um kind of steeped in a very different way like in the work hard you know that's like it's interesting because he would be like the most excited when I was exhausted, you know, it'd be like, that's my daughter. She's a hard worker. So I have to spend like a lot of time kind of like getting into a different um, train of thought and celebrating those wins. And I think that that was something that really contributed to my passion about business without burnout, because for those perfectionists and very like, you can be driven, but still enjoy the ride. And it took me a while to realize that because I felt like I had to be very like rigid in order to be driven. Yeah. And I think in our culture, uh, and I, I think we're changing it, but I think um, to the uh, success, how you get success, 
by using the masculine energy. You go, you hustle, you do that. And it's very masculine, and a masculine energy is awesome. I don't know about you, but I'm a very feminine woman, so I have very we have feminine energy. And when I go too masculine, we have to be a little masculine for our business. But when I go too masculine, I do. I get burnt out. I don't feel like myself. But when I'm starting to, over the years, I've been tapping in more into my feminine power, how to run a business, how to run my life from femininity. It's the power is in community. Like yes. we lift each other up. The power is in tuning in and going with flow and generating and manifesting our business from that space of feeling good and choosing what feels good. It's a whole different paradigm. And even I still struggle with going fully into that because it is this, we're inundated with this. You, you have to hustle. You have to do this. You have to do that. And it's like, ah, so it's just like unraveling all that and really stepping into what works for us. Amen. Absolutely. In fact, it's bringing a recent interview that I had with Alana Whelan. I don't know if you caught that, but it was really all about inspiring the divine feminine and connection and community and um, really community over competition. And it was really cool because she kind of went through like um, the different stages of womanhood, you know, like whether it's the maiden or the crone. And it was like really powerful to see the different aspects of her femininity and then like how we show up as a solopreneur in that space. Mm, I love that. Yeah, that divine feminine is so yummy. I mean, I could just sit in that all day. <laughs> I know. It's just, it is. It's a very nourishing, like cared, cared for feeling. I'm wondering, like, because you work with both men and women, um, what's a stumbling block that you see from them finding love? And is it different between the two kind of polarities? Well, there's some differences, you know, there's definitely some differences, but as there, you're asking what's like the, what's the main stumbling block that I see them having? Absolutely. I, I, I mean, I would say the main thing is really them not being clear. They think love's just some magical thing. And they think if they just put themselves out there that they're just going to bump into someone. <laughs> and I'm a big advocate for leading people through the process of getting some real deep clarity of like, what's your intention? Like, what's your end result? Yeah, you want to get married, but who would be a really great partner? What are you up to in your life? What's your end result for your life? Yes, I get you want a partner, but like, I have to shift because to lose feeling in my legs. Um <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and so that's the thing is get really crystal clear on who it is that they really people get distracted by. I want to be attracted. I want there to be chemistry. I want um, them to make me laugh. I want them to be smart. I want them to like really general. And then people go out trying to choose people that and they're not armed with that dating's a sorting process. You actually need to know what you want and know what you really need and then be able to sort accordingly and not just to those basic things like chemistry and how attracted you are to them initially. And so I'm actually helping people to really think smarter about mm -hmm. dating and to really save themselves time and be able to save their heart because the dating scene is hard enough, right? I mean, people... 
just, you know, you, you start to like someone, they don't like you. And then you're like, Oh, and then, or you like them and you know, it could just get all messy. So there's a lot of emotions and there's a lot of rejection in the natural sorting process. I could see where going deep and having like a trusted advisor would be so helpful. I'm curious because it is very common to go through those lists. Like I want these physical attributes or I want chemistry like you were talking about, but I'm also wondering how much of your process turns it around and kind of looks at them from like, how are you showing up? How's your list look like? How does your list look like? You know, like, are you doing the work to attract since like begets like? I think it's all interwoven because part of my deep introspective process that I do with them is to really get them to get to know themselves, get to know what they're bringing to the table to get to see like, oh, wow, I really have a lot to control. I only I boil it down for them to the dating compass, which is four key characteristics and sorting process. And it takes something to get there. And a lot of people resist and they don't want to themselves, but they're not. We're just trying to create a structure like just like we're in these boxes and we just want to make sure anyone you're dating is just within this realm. If they're not, then it's a deal breaker for you. They have to go. So it just then from there yes I love what you're asking like how much do we need to change a girl there's so much healing work that needs to be done and not like don't I think a lot of people think they have to do all this healing work before they put themselves on this dating scene I say yeah do the dating work do the do dating do the healing work but keep dating like keep putting your stop you're going you're you need to you're you're if when you're in relationship the healing's still going to happen people in your life, they bring up stuff. It's always going to be there in terms of like your question. I love that. Like how, how do you need to show up to really attract the kind of person that you want? It really is really being in tune with your own self. And that's one of the things that I teach too, for people to really get into with their needs and their feelings and really to honor that. And then to, when they're showing up in relationship or they can really be in tune with themselves and it's a powerful thing because people are usually not in tune with what they need and what they feel it is it's so much beyond the goal of finding a partner there's so much transformational work and healing like you talked about so many mental patterns that maybe need to be looked at I love that you said like when you have an emotion whether it's like irritability or something coming up that you look at it with compassion like it's a child needing attention and I just really think it parallels probably a lot of what the clients have to go through as well. So all of their emotions that are kind of coming up and their sense of um, confidence or what they bring to the table or even rejection if it's not a match, um, not suppressing it, but just be like, what is this trying to teach me? Like, how can I move on from here? Yeah, and that's the thing too. When I, when I teach people to tune in and they're like, okay, so they're tuning in and they get when they tune out, like, how are you feeling? And then they think, oh, I'm feeling lonely. Okay, I get that you're feeling lonely. Okay, what do you need? I need some attention. Okay, so people just will stop there, okay? But here's what's really going on. You're not lonely because you're not in a relationship. Because you're not in a relationship. I teach people how to be like, oh, you're feeling lonely? It's time for you to give that attention to yourself. You need to spend more time with yourself. So if whatever people are showing up with it when they 
tune in. It's not about getting it from the outside. Like we get to provide all the things we need for our, our own selves. So if we need creativity, sometimes people tune in, they're like, I need some creative fun time. We'll create that. I need to feel loved. Okay, take the time to love yourself. So it's really an inner and outer journey to find the love of your life because to find the love of your life is really to find your your own inner romance with your own self. I love that. I got the chills completely. And I think it's so powerful because when you're not looking for someone else to fill you up and provide your whole roster of needs, you know, you become so much more attractive. You're in the flow. It's easier. And it just, there's like a magic that comes where then you can like attract like a magnet versus coming from a very needy space of like, fill me up. I'm lonely or I need compliments or I need whatever you need, you know? So it's, it's very powerful. Mm, yeah, I love that. I love how you recap that. That was wonderful. Look at you, Miss mm. Recapper. <laughs> <laughs> Could you share with us like a story of one of your clients that maybe had a significant transformation that touched you in a really deep way? Mm, I love that. Yeah, I mean, I have a, I have a, within this last year, she um, had a husband. Um, she's in the middle of getting a divorce. And she was dead, like heartbroken, like in so much pain. And, and really resentful towards him. And was trying so hard to make it work and do whatever he wanted. And just trying, trying, trying. And in the end, he's like, I don't want it. You know, I'm done. Mm. And she was just, but she just wanted love and attention from someone. And so we did the work. Like I have a process that's called the Jumpstart Your Heart process. Mm. And in five weeks, I help people to go through all the spaces that you need to go through in order to come out the other side feeling um, open and forgiven, forgiving and just really ready for something new. Like just every all the things right so she I took her through this process I'm telling you at the end she's like Krista I can't even believe this like I haven't felt happy in years wow I feel so happy I mean I just tear up when people give me feedback like that because sometimes when I'm doing my work I don't really I don't know if it's having I know it's powerful but sometimes I I love that reassurance I'm like, it's life-changing. Yeah, I mean, I changed her life. And, and here's the thing, too. She really created where she was not taking responsibility part um, in the relationship going the way it did. She got to see how she was putting things under the rug. She herself short. She really came out of the victim and came into her own power and really, like, forgave him. And just, she got to this real neutral place with her ex-husband, and then she was able to start. She just let it go, got to a neutral place, and then he actually started engaging more with her. They're still in the divorce process. I really don't see them getting together at this mm -hmm. point, but there's a nice neutral place. And it's almost not even the point if they get yeah. together or not, because she never would have had that metamorphosis if there wasn't the pain that was cracked open and then turned around. 
I know. I know it was beautiful because her being brave enough to do that work impacted herself, but even her children, her, even our children were giving feedback. Mom, it's so nice to see you happy. And, and she can show up more for them instead of hanging out in bed crying. What a ripple effect. It's amazing. It's so far beyond just the relationship specter because transforming out of the victimhood will not only help her be a better mom, it'll it'll help her show up better in her career. I mean, it's just like this wheel of happiness. I know. I love it. (laughs) Oh my God. It's so cool. I love what I get to have exciting coming up. I know you have your TED talk. Is that is that like the biggest thing on your docket that you want to share with our listeners? Oh, my TEDx talk. Yeah, biggest thing. I mean, yeah. I mean, in terms of like in real life, it's happening. I'm always working on projects, but yeah, that's like that's the main thing. So people can watch it if they want live stream, or then maybe when it comes out, you can. it um, with your audience but pretty much the main thing if people feel resonant like they resonate with what I'm saying or maybe they're single or maybe they're suffering in their relationship somehow when they conversation with me I always offer um, a 20 minute uh, find love discovery session so that's something that someone would just want to have a conversation and we can look at what they want and what's getting their way and maybe an action Awesome. Kind of see. And then it's just a friendly conversation. It's like, I'm not a high salesperson. People that come to me, like they either want to work with me or they don't. But I love offering the service of being able to and be able to pick my brain a little bit so you can feel that shot, that boost in your love life. Whether you And you know, like, you know, when you connect with someone, like you feel it, you know, and it's just like, okay, absolutely. This is going to work. So I will definitely share those links in the show notes for sure. I think that's such a really great service. And then the best way for people to get a hold of you is at kristabeck.com. Yeah. And my name is spelled a little differently. It's C-R-I-S-T-A and then Beck, B-E-C-K.com. Yeah. And you go to my website, check me out. Oh, that's so cool. I love it. What do you want to leave like a bright light wisdom for everyone to just kind of give them some inspiration along the journey? Bright light wisdom. Um, That you are a very powerful human being and every moment you have to choose love or choose fear. And I invite you to choose love because that is the thing that will change your life and change the world. Hmm. I'm going to soak that in. That's awesome. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Hmm. This has been such a joy. I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule. I would love to continue the conversation uh, later down the road. I would love that. And let, yeah, thank you so much for this opportunity to be able to be connected with you and to speak to your listeners. Ah, awesome. I know that they're going to, they're going to feel something. They're going to feel something and then they're going to start working on it. So I'm excited. Good. You can have love. You can lead with love. It's a beautiful (laughs) message. All right, girl. Until next time. Okay. Bye. Bye.